Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Fascinating Nouns. We are still the galaxy's most trusted source for incredible people, places, things, and ideas. Now here, we arrive together at this curious nexus point. We will explore the strange, the unusual, the offbeat, the bizarre, the intriguing, interesting, invigorating, quirky, quaint, quizzical, weird, wild, wacky, fun, the frivolous, and the fringe, plus all the spaces in between. I am your host, Daniel J. Glenn. I have an amazing episode lined up today. I'm talking to none other than President Bill Dealey of Puxatawney Phil's Inner Circle. Now, if you believe that this is a clandestine secret society whose main focus is to perpetuate the myth of Puxatawney Phil and the history of Groundhog Day, then you're partly correct. There's nothing really clandestine or mysterious about them, but they do perpetuate the Groundhog Day celebration, the myth surrounding Puxatawney Phil. Now, this is a little gentleman. You may know him as the seer of seers, the prognosticator of prognosticators. He is the world's most famous weatherman. You might remember him from the incredible movie from the 19, from 93, I believe, Groundhog Day starring Bill Murray. He's in that movie, as are members of the inner circle. Now, this is a big one. So Bill Dealey is the current president. Um, I believe he's serving his first term in office and hopefully many more. Um, this is just an incredible gentleman who's got a long history with Phil, and he is going to just tell us all about the, the secrets revealed, pull back the curtain on Groundhog Day. Now, I got to tell you, I am the biggest fan of not only the movie, but the holiday. I love this holiday. It's fun. Um, it's it. It's just very American. It feels like outside of the 4th of July, maybe, it's just a wholly American holiday, um, despite its roots in Germany. Uh, but we're going to learn more about that as we talk to Bill. So let's get to a little, um, let's get to some business really quickly, and then we're going to jump right into it with Bill. If you want to follow the show, if you're interested, you like what you hear, you want to see more, hear more, you can check out the website, fascinatingnouns.com. If you want to be up to date, not only on this project, but other projects, you can sign up for the newsletter on that website. Uh, I also have a Twitter account, at um, Fascinating Noun. There's my personal Twitter account, which sometimes has stuff to do with this show. Uh, other projects, at Daniel J. Glenn. You're going to see there's lots of, of pictures that are not only going to go with this episode, but other episodes. Um, have those stored at Pinterest.com backslash Fascinating Noun. And all the stuff you can reach onto, uh, reach via the Fascinating Nouns website. And I'm a new member to Instagram. Uh, it's Instagram backslash the Daniel J. Glenn. Now, that is not some sort of world WWE kind of reference. Uh, they just, Daniel J. Glenn was already taken. And I couldn't get rid of that jabroni, so I had to be the Daniel J. Glenn to separate myself from him. That's really it. Lots of fun. Sometimes show-related, sometimes non-show-related. But, uh, you know, social media all goes together. And finally, Facebook.com backslash Fascinating Nouns, where I update weekly on this show and all the other stuff that I'm doing. So let's just get right into it. Mr. President, thank you for being on the program. Thank you for having me. Well, Mr. President, what exactly do you preside over? Tell me a little bit about what you do in your own words. I preside over uh, a Groundhog Club, okay, that uh, has not quite a thousand members. Um... And out of that thousand me or close to a thousand members, there is a group of fifteen of us who basically wear the ceremonial tuxedos, the top hats, and I am more or less that's sort of like the board of uh, governors of the uh, Groundhog Club, and which we call the Inner Circle. 
and I am president of the Groundhog Club and Inner Circle. Holy cow, that seems like a lot of responsibility because I got to tell you, Groundhog Day is my favorite holiday. And I know that sounds crazy. I'm sure it's your favorite holiday, but it is genuinely well, my favorite holiday. It's, 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 a, uh, it's a fun time. Uh, it's a fun time in our community. It's, uh, and it's great for our community. You know what I'm saying? It certainly brings our community together. Well, the community, this is Puxatawney we're talking about, right? Correct, correct. Now, there's a lot of spellings of this town. Can you give me the official one so that we can push put this thing to rest once and for all? Yeah, it's P-U-N-X-S-U-T-A-W-N-E-Y. Now, have you lived in Puxatawney your whole life? I was born and raised in Puxatawney. The only time I left uh, Puxatawney was uh, for the military and go to college. Oh, well, thank you for serving, sir. Um, where, so tell me a little bit about Punxsutawney for those who don't know much about it. It's a small town. It's about, um, uh, 6,300 people, um, who are, we're a small rural, uh, uh, county. We have our county only has about, uh, oh, about 50,000, um, people that reside there. So it is, uh, it, but Punxsutawney is sort of like the hub, um, Everything comes there. Our hospital is there. We have a uh, 63-bed hospital. Uh, we have our state police uh, for the area is in Punxsutawney. Our school system is in Punxsutawney. Uh, so we just sort of look like from the air, we look like a hub on a wheel. Uh, all the little <laughs> spokes going out go to these little other little feeder communities, and everything comes there to shop and to uh, use, you know, that's the, the main area. So, I mean, you kind of sell that it's a small town, but you guys are actually kind of a bustling community. I mean, it's a pretty decent-sized city. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, we, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful, you know, city to uh, live in, uh, to raise your children in. You know, it's, it's pretty darn safe. Uh, uh, yeah, we got problems like every other little community, but, but it's a, it, they're a much smaller uh, extent than, you know, the major cities and things like that. Sure. Um, now, before we get into the ceremony and everything, I got to ask, what is the origin of Gobbler's Knob? Because that is the weirdest name for anything. Well, yeah, I've heard uh, many different uh, versions of it. Uh, uh, I've heard that they went there to and did the, the first so-called trek, and they seen a big gobble, turkey goblin. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. they called it uh, Gobbler's Knob, and then. I also uh, heard that that's the area where they went and they gobbled up groundhogs. You know what I'm saying? They were yeah. the entree that, you know, whatever. In, uh, uh, but I sort of go with the, the, the turkey end of it. You know what I'm saying? That it was, uh, they seen a big gobbler. Well, I would think that it would go very much against your brand as the president of the Groundhog Hog Club to promote the gobbling of groundhogs in your history. There you go. Or consuming of groundhogs, yes. Well, <laughs> Well, I would ask that you. But again, I think that's how the whole thing started. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, go back to 1887. Um, you know, that's when the first time they they can recall of a, you know, doing some sort of ceremony or doing whatever. I'm not saying that they didn't uh, consume uh, maybe uh, you know a groundhog at that time or whatever. But uh, you know, they are not definitely not the entree today. Well, I, thank you for not denying your history, sir. I want an accurate representation. If you ate groundhogs, then by God, tell me you ate groundhogs. Um, yeah, no, that's way before me. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I'm, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm 66. I'm not uh, 
played 130 years old because that's 130 <laughs> years ago that they did this. But uh, what I'm also saying, I have tasted groundhog. You know, oh, it's it's a chickeny taste. I've had it with like a meat, like a spaghetti sauce. It didn't do anything for me, so I I wouldn't suggest uh, going to do it. Uh, you know, whatever. But you know, way back when, you know, when when uh, you know the you know, turn of the century, food was a little uh, scarce. Uh, I guess they did uh, consume a groundhog or two. Now, can you be impeached for admitting this to me on the phone? Is there any other sanctions? I don't think so. I don't think. <laughs> you know, I'm okay. saying I'll, I'll be like the rest of the politicians. I'll uh, I'll say it in this community and deny it in another community. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so tell me about this tradition. Um, what goes on with with this? I mean, this is a this is a worldwide people love, especially in the United States. This is a, a big tradition. Where did it come from? Tell well, me about it. you know, uh, Punxsutawney is a lot of German ancestry, and um, the Germans uh, come over. They were basically farmers, uh, and they looked at Groundhog Day as being the 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 middle of winter. You know, the what they call it the winter solstice. You know, the mid the first half and the second half of uh, winter. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, with the first half starting, you know, uh, on our calendar of uh, December 31st and you know, spring somewhere around March 15th and around there. And they said it was like the midway point. And they, their thinking was they had hedgehogs over in Germany, which was like a, a brother to the groundhogs that we have in our country. And they basically said if the groundhog come out and seen his shadow, that you know, he sort of was afraid of his shadow or had six more weeks of winter. So we had six more weeks to prepare before we st- our, our equipment and things before we started plowing our fields. But if he come out and it did not see his shadow like this year, uh, where he did not see it, that meant uh, for the farmers to you know, start working harder and putting more effort into their uh, you know, their equipment uh, that they needed for to start the plowing their fields and the tilling, you know, to put their crops in. So from what I understand, this is based on Candlemas Day, right? It's sort of Candlemas Day, and it's in, it's in, it's even mentioned in the Bible. Um, um, I'm not the most religious person in the, in the, in the world, but, uh, uh, you know, it is mentioned there that in the Bible, uh, Candlemas Days, and they talked about, like, the two winters that year, you know, that would be. Right. Uh, so from what I understand, this is kind of derived like some of the other Christian beliefs originally from a pagan uh, holiday, and, and it's Correct. nature-based, which is what you're saying. Correct. So that's kind of like, like what it is. So, so this came over from Germany. Um, how, so first of all, the, I think the question on everyone's mind right now is, did the Germans eat hedgehogs? Or do you know? I uh, can't answer that. I can't answer if they do eat hedgehogs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, I, I, I would think the hedgehog would be, because, again, the farmer over this way would want to hunt them because they make holes in his fields where he has his dairy cows out there. Uh, you know, it's just something for an animal, to, uh, the, the hole that they live in in the ground. You know, your cow could step in and break a leg, things like that. So, you know, they, they like it as far as... Um, Telling them whether it's spring or not, but they don't. But they don't like it as far as you know for their their uh, their herd and whatever. No, that makes sense. I mean, I guess at one point in, in the area, the punk, uh, in the area Punxsutawney, the groundhog was a menace and was almost at at odds in a battle with the farmers that were there. So basically, Groundhog Day is like the treaty. It's like their Thanksgiving. 
where they came right. together to kind of put their differences aside and predict the weather in the future. Does that, correct. Does that seem right? Okay. So, That's correct. I'll buy into that. All right. Yeah. Thanks. You can use that if you ever need to explain it to someone. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so how did this go from from what it was originally to kind of what you guys do now? Because it's very ceremonious. Well, that and then truly, you know, they just did it year after year after year and you know, they did a, uh, you know, we've seen a shadow or didn't see a shadow, which we call the proclamation. And, um, you know, it just kept going, kept going, kept going. And truly, you know, it was fun, fun, fun. It was sort of a county thing. Then it turned into a tri-county thing. And then back about five or six presidents, uh, like myself, pre- uh, presidents of the so-called Groundhog Club or the individual who was in charge of it, uh, that individual owned a radio station, and he took it to, like, the AP News and, you know, that type of thing and sold it to them. And then we he took it to, like, a tri-state thing or west of the Miss, uh, west, or east of the Mississippi thing. And uh, then in 1993, I think it was, uh, or 92, Columbia Pictures came to town. In 93, they shot the movie and the movie sort of gave us credibility plus it also um just you know did real well and it was real popular it was the 10th most popular movie in the united states and actually did better overseas in the germany's and areas like that than it did in the united states and that's truly what just triggered this whole thing and then wasn't long till that the movie come out, like say when it was on a Thursday. Then the next thing we know, in a year or two, we had it then on a weekend. And then people, you know, it was a nice weekend, and people came to town, and it was just a snowballing effect from there. Um, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and it was truly the, uh, you know, the, I, I, you know, the movie that made us. So if it wasn't for the movie, you don't think you guys would have the the attendance that you have now? Oops, correct. Correct. I think we would we would have grown, but I don't think we would have grown the way we did grow. So how do you think um, how do you think the people who created the movie? How do you think they heard about it? Were, they, were, were there any was there anyone from Punxsutawney or the area that was involved? No, there was nobody from Punxsutawney. It was just strictly, you know, it, it, the best thing the best thing that happens about Groundhog Day. The only thing we compute compete with is the Super Bowl right now. So it's sort of a lull. <laughs> You know, you know, it's a lull between Christmas and Easter. There's nothing going on. Uh, it's usually cold weather. Um, and I think they were just looking for something different. I mean, you look at the the the, uh, the movie. It's a it's a cute movie. There's no sex, no violence. You know, um, it's pretty. You could take, you know, you can show it to your to your six year old. You can show it to your sixty uh, year old, and and you can show it the to your preacher, you know what I'm saying, or your clergy, and not be ashamed of it. You know, what I mean, we're uh, in some of the movies today that, geez, you got a, you know, <laughs> they call it R rating. It's it's about an X rating. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I uh, do. But it's pretty clean, and it's uh, it's just down, and it's fun, and whatever. The other thing, if you notice too, in our anything you've seen as far as on TV, there's no commercialization. I mean, you don't see a Pepsi sign or you don't see a Budweiser sign or, you know, you don't see um, McDonald's 
brought to you by McDonald's, you know, anything, anything like that. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, non-commercialized. Uh, we don't permit it. We don't permit any, uh, you know, governors, the governors, uh, well, welcome guests year after year. Sometimes he comes, sometimes he doesn't come. And, uh, but he's not allowed to have a big banner there saying elect me or elect, uh, so-and-so, uh, president of the United States. That's actually great. I didn't know that. So you guys don't take any advertising dollars for this? No, no, no. We don't take any advertising dollars. We basically just, uh, you know, uh, go out and get some sponsors for other things, but it's not sponsored. It's money we use to put on the program, but it's, and it's we broadcast those, those sponsors downtown, but we don't do it up at the Knob. Wow. Oh. And Gobbler's Knob is about, oh, half mile out of town. Is it in anything, or is it kind of like like in a field? It's um, it's like a wooded field area. Yeah, there's some fields around us, and a little wooded patch. And uh, inside of this little middle of this wooded patch is cleared out area where we we have our gobbler's knob. Yeah, up there also too. If you would look at it from uh, on a Google map or something like that, you would you would see that we do have a, a clubhouse. Um, that we use for our meetings and that clubhouse is, uh, used in the summertime for family reunions. It's used for, uh, small wedding receptions, uh, you know, things like that where it'll house your week inside. You could set, uh, uh, 200 people, hmm. you know, if you have something, Sure. Yeah. for instance, our church gets together with another church and they go up there and have, have a little church service one Sunday morning in the summer and then we do a hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill afterwards and have some games and things like that for the kids. So it can be, you know, it, it, it's just not a one day occurrence. That's, that sounds amazing. So the, what is your attendance at Groundhog Day now? Like on a, like this past one, how many people do you think came to this past to one? We probably had around uh, 10,000 plus or minus. Uh, now, now you get it on a, on a weekday or on a weekday, you get less on a weekend we could triple that. I mean, one of the weekend weekends we had here, um, I would say four or five years, or maybe even a little longer than that. We, and right after the movie, we had close to thirty thousand people. Oh, whoa! Oh, oh, now again, let me get back to our community. <laughs> it's sixty-three hundred people. Okay, I mean, we darn near had at the knob the amount of people that's in our whole county. You know, wow. where we you take we we have a lot of times with. Some major league baseball teams do don't draw for a, a game. Yeah, uh, I mean that's yeah. impressive. Those no. are impressive numbers. Yeah, yeah. Now again, to do all this, it's a coordination of the total community. February second, there is no school on, on that day in, in Punxsutawney. So if it's Monday through Friday, there's no school. So the kids don't want to go to school anyway. Plus, we need your buses. We need those school buses. <laughs> so what we do is we have you park at a mall, or we park whatever, get on the bus for five bucks, and we haul you up and, and do our thing. Because the other thing is, how could we park 10,000 cars up there? We can't. We could park probably tar- park about 250 to 300 cars maximum. Wow. So you know, we use the school buses to get you up and back. Uh, we have good cooperation with through the governor's office uh, and the tourism people. And we, we utilize our, our Pennsylvania State Police, you know, for an awful lot of uh, traffic control. And, uh, you know, we make roads 
for 12 hours one way, you know, and, uh, you know, have it heavily marked, you know, with the state police in cooperation from the township and the boroughs and things like that to make it work. Wow. So uh, now are you, do you like the fact that the movie came out and made this so popular or did it, did it destroy or enhance the experience? I think it helped it very much enhanced the whole thing. I, I really think it helped. I think it helped our community. It made you make, make a call to me today. Sure did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, or you wouldn't have made this call if you wouldn't have known about it or did whatever. It truly, it put us on the map. Um, there's many communities in Western Pennsylvania would like to have what we have. And they've tried other little things and whatever. But again, it, it was like ourselves. It took us, it took us 80 years to figure out what we had another 10 years to figure out how to promote it even more. And then once we did get it going and then just by gee and by golly, uh, uh, the movie, you know, came and, and did it. And it really, it just put it, uh, this put us on the map even even more. And the other thing is, anybody else who was attempting to do what we did, we got more credibility from Columbia Pictures because where did they come to do it? Or where did they come to, who did they imitate? They imitated Punks at Tawnyville. They didn't imitate some of these other other groundhogs we compete with. Right. No, that's true. Well, I'll tell you, so I grew up in Illinois in a city of about 5,500. And I heard about it from a friend who lived in Woodstock. So I actually visited Woodstock, Illinois, where the, where the movie was filmed, actually. And Correct, that's, yeah. that's where I heard about the movie before I saw it. And then I watched it, and it's my, one of my favorite movies of all time. It's an incredible movie. But so did it ever bother you that they filmed it in Illinois and not in Punxsutawney? Well, there, there's a lot of pros and cons for the whole thing. Uh, you know, there's still some lawsuits I heard you know, going on out there. Uh, they would have had to shut down our total down, downtown area. Uh, you know, for hours, for hours and days at a time, uh, where there'd be no traffic going through just for shooting, you know, the different little scenes on the street. Um, and truly why they didn't do it here is we didn't have the facilities to feed them, mm. to make them a sign real quick. Um, Hey, we need this or, Hey, we need that, uh, made up, uh, going to be made up by one o'clock this afternoon. You know, those type of things, and the answer to us was no. Uh, but they did, they copied our police cars to, I mean, they're to, the, to, to the model, to the year, uh, to the paint. I mean, it was exactly it. They um, they copied uh, our police uniforms, our, our state police uniforms, uh, uh, and pretty much tried to do what uh, we normally do, except the auction. We don't have a, an auction. Oh, right, auction, yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody off. But other than that, it was pretty, uh, pretty much about the same. Have you guys thought about adding that? Because I imagine people. I bet you'd make a lot of money doing that. <laughs> There's nobody in the, in the crowd or in our group that would uh, bring any money out. Oh, oh. So you mentioned imitators. This kind of blew my mind when doing research for this. Um, I don't know if you want me to give these guys any airtime, but I've got six that are here. Some of them are Canadian. Um, but I got, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we have, uh, in, in, uh, the Buffalo area, there's Dunkirk Dave, um, uh, up in uh, Canada, there's Wirt and Willie, uh, you know, there's General Bogart Lee out of Atlanta, uh, you know, there's all these Prairie Peets here and Prairie Peets there, you know, whatever. And just like I said, uh, um, we sort of treat it as, uh, we think competition is great. 
We think with competitions which make the United States even bigger and better. Uh, and we're flattered by them trying to uh, imitate us. <laughs> well, there's also Buckeye Chuck, and I mentioned him because we're going to come back to him in a second. Um, so I want everyone to, to keep that name in the forefront of their mind. So let's talk about the man of the hour. Let's talk about Phil himself, um, Punxsutawney Phil. So I believe he celebrated his 130th anniversary, right? Cause 130th, 130th anniversary this year that we can document, yes. Now, this is the same Groundhog since the beginning, right? That's... That's Correct. What I've heard. Well, we do every year, every summer, we give Phil a little shot of this special elixir, uh-huh. and we say that to this elixir or punch it, he gets, for every gulp or sip he gets, he gets seven more years of longevity. Traditionally, your average Pennsylvania groundhog lives about uh, four to six years. And uh, But again, Phil is not your average Pennsylvania groundhog, and we treat Phil like... Santa Claus, Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, whatever, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. only ever been one. Right, right. So tell me a little about, about the history of a Punxsutawney Phil. Um, again, we sort of inherited him, or, or he inherited us, okay? Um, and, and again, it was just a, just a small little ceremony that uh, went on that they documented in our Local newspaper carried it. My local radio stations uh, and TV stations promoted it. And then it's like I said, until it just, it took many, many years for it to get bigger and bigger and better and to become a national holiday on your calendar. No, not the, I'm not the ceremony. I mean, Phil himself. So like, how did he get his name? Um, You know, where did you, where did you find him? You know, I mean, if he's 130 years old, uh, what's the, you know. But again, I don't know where they found him. Again, he's older than all of us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As I told you before, I'm, I'm 66 and he's right. uh, 130. Um, but, it, it, you know, he, it, it, he he's, was kept by somebody as well as he's kept today. He's kept in our municipal building right off of our children's library uh, along with his wife, Phyllis, uh, and usually another uh friend or whatever normally one or two more stay stay in there with them but just like i said um it's sort of something that you know the chamber of commerce has always promoted uh the community has always pr- promoted and then uh just the name recognition out of the whole thing it just you know kept it getting bigger and bigger and better and and again it, it's 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 folks like yourself that call me and say Hey, let's do an interview. Uh, and this interview is heard by other folks, and they're saying, "Hey, when I'm coming across Interstate 80, or I'm getting close to Punxsutawney, or I'm north of Pittsburgh, I'm going up and see this place, this Punxsutawney." And you'd be surprised how many people, you know, just come up and visit the area. We could be up there just cutting the grass or make, helping maintain you know, the area, and you'd be surprised the amount of people just stop in just to say, okay, is this where it happens, and how does it happen, and tell me a little bit about it, you know, those type of things. But as far as, but as far as Phil, you know, he inherited us, okay, and uh, and, and our job is, is the Puxtani Groundhog Club and the inner circle is just to perpetuate, you know, the myth of Phil and to keep the whole thing going and uh, have fun with it. Well, I, I got to I got to tell you, Mr. President, one of my biggest regrets in life is I went to school in Boston, and I I live in uh, at the time I lived in Illinois, and I was driving from Boston to Illinois, 
I mean, I'd, I'd already seen the movie, big fan of Punxsutawney Phil, big fan of the movie, and I drove by it. And it's like a 12-hour drive to get from Boston to Illinois. It was late. And I, I remember coming to a crossroads, literally and metaphorically, and Punxsutawney was one way and like the, re- the drive home was the other. And for some reason that I don't really understand, I chose to drive home. I think it was like 20 miles or something to get to Punxsutawney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was... Now you got it. And I just didn't... I didn't go. And I, I've always regretted that because I've, I've wanted to visit. I'll probably come out, um, especially after this interview, I have to make an appearance. But I'd love to come out and see the community. But I really regret not coming out there because it was, you know, it's right there. I'll never be closer. Yeah, you... You, you're 18 mile away, and what happened is uh, when you were coming across Interstate 80, and you were just it's probably another 100 mile past Punxsutawney, and then turn tur- turn north north to go to uh, through New York up to uh, to uh, Boston or to Boston area. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, uh, yeah, you were the, you were about 18 to 20 mile away from us. Oh yeah, it's disappointing. Well, because I'll tell you, it was like it was like dusk, and I didn't know because there'd be a forty mile trip there and back. So I'd have to come back to the highway. Yeah. You don't know if you're going to get a place to stay. You don't know. Now I'm a little more adventurous now. Um, if I was you know with people, I probably would have done it, but I was by myself. Um, I wimped out, is what I'm trying to say, Mr. President. And, and it, but again, during those times, you just couldn't Google Funksatani, or you couldn't uh, mm-hmm. you know and and see whether there's you could have stayed at this motel or that motel or whatever. And uh, yeah, then you could have made a phone call. And but, but again, back, times were different back then. You didn't have the uh, the technology and the, the the wherewithal we have today. Yeah, I mean, just on your phone, and then when you're in the area, you could have just went on your phone and looked as you're going down the Interstate 80 and says, "Holy man, I'm only 20 mile away. Let's go there." You know, mm-hmm. but you've seen it on a roadside. Yeah, yeah. Airbnb wasn't around. That would have helped out a lot. Um, yeah. So let's get let's get back to Phil. So he got his name from what I understand. He was named after King Philip, right? Is that uh, sound right? That's what I've been told. Yes. Yes. So what was he called prior to that? He prior to that he was called Punxsutawney Pete. No kidding. And yeah, and what happened is that was only for a few years that they called him Punxsutawney Pete, and then after then there was actually a uh, a writer. Uh, newspaper writer out of Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh's like about 80, 80, 85 mile away. And this guy come up and sort of fell in love with the whole thing way back then. And he just started writing about it in his Pittsburgh papers and whatever. And he referred to him as Punxsutawney Phil and calling him uh, King Philip and King Phil and uh, after King Philip. Okay. And, uh, um, it just sort of the name slipped away and, you know, that's that was it. You know, so that that's how the whole thing I was told took place. That's amazing. Um, so now, am, I, am I allowed to ask you questions that peek behind the curtain, or do you want to perpetuate them? Go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll I'll tell you what I can tell you, and I'll tell. I'll say I'll take the Fifth Amendment. Okay. You know, on the other stuff. No, so. that's fair. <laughs> well, so so to use your own words, sir, groundhogs only live four to six years. So the Puxatawney Phil that we see, you know, cannot possibly be the Puxatawney Phil. That being well, that's let's say that in, in uh-huh. it, we say no that he is the original, um, but yet um, human nature would tell you different. Right. So let's just say that human nature won out. I'm not saying that it does. I'm not saying that it. Okay. That it, would the current groundhog have the same pedigree or lineage as the? 
famous Punxsutawney Phil, the original Punxsutawney Phil, Punxsutawney Feet Pete um, jeans, genetic. Code. We would hope so. That, we would hope so. <laughs> if that were the case. It's, it's like a good racehorse, you know what I'm saying? I do, uh, I do. You, you, you have to have the genes, you have to have the lineage, uh, you know, to, uh, to basically be successful. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. Uh, now, so the most famous thing that this groundhog does is he predicts not only the weather, that's limiting, you know, what he does. He's been called the most, world's most famous weatherman. I think that that diminishes the responsibility and, the, and just the flat-out talent and ability of this guy. But he predicts the future. How does that happen? What does that look like? What happens is that they only... Legend has it that there's only one individual who can interpret Phil or speak Groundhog Eve with Phil, and that's myself, okay? All right. And what happens if you ever look that morning, I carry this cane that has been passed down from generation to generation. I do not need the cane to walk or anything like that. If you watch the, the year after year what we do, I usually use the cane to knock on the door to wake Phil up. And tradition has it is while I am holding that cane, uh-huh. I can interpret groundhog ease. If I don't have the cane in my hand or whatever, which I don't have right now, and if I would have Phil here, we couldn't talk or we couldn't communicate. Um, and the groundhog ease is um, it's a it's a it's it it's more vibes of what you know, we feel or he feels between myself and my, and whatever. And it's like being around people. There's people that you've met for the first time and you're very comfortable with them. And there's people that you've met for the first time and you're like saying, geez, blow the whistle so I can get out of this room. You know what I mean? I got to get away from these people. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And that's sort of how it goes with him. I mean, you, you get, you get a, you get a feel of what he, you know, what he's uh, attempting to tell you. Hmm. So you didn't have to. So you know when when the president of the United States gets elected, the first thing that happens is someone brings him into a private room and tells him about the UFO phenomenon. That's the first thing that happens, right? Correct. So let's. So when you were, we have to get to. We're going to get to the inner circle in a second, sir. You're not getting off the hook on that. But when you are okay. elected or appointed president. Is the first thing that does someone take you into a room and give you the Groundhogies Rosetta Stone, or do they? Imp- um, how does that work? Is it all tied into the cane? Well, first of all, again, let's go into how you become a member. You, you could be a member of the Groundhog Club. Uh, you could not be a member of the Inner Circle or the Board of Directors because you must live in the Punxsutawney School District, mm-hmm. okay? okay? And you must live in the area, you know, to be part of this whole thing. And the first year you're in, you're not going to be president. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's a sort of a um, it's a learning process. You know, you're taken in, and you, you sort of move up the ladder, or you don't move up the ladder. And uh, uh, traditionally, it's always been that the guys who have been handlers uh, sort of became, have become presidents. And by ha- by handling the groundhog and feeding the groundhog and cleaning up after the groundhog and doing whatever. You sort of get a feel for the groundhog, right? So, and their their likes and dislikes, and and your likes and dislikes, to, you know, for them also too. So it's like I said, it's sort of a uh, a nurturing process that you go through, and um, 
you know, there's guys that within our 15 uh, members or 15 members that would make great presidents. And there's other guys that wouldn't make great presidents. Mm-hmm. And there's guys that won't be president. Uh, if we all get hit, hit or uh, go down in a plane crash, four tenants, and there's just that one left, uh, he might not become president. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. Uh, but it, it, and again, it, but you have to take this whole thing. It's designed to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's designed to have fun. Uh, it's designed for me to laugh at you mm-hmm. and you to laugh at me. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's designed to, you know, promote ourselves, promote our community and, uh, and have a good time while doing it. And uh, just like I said, I, I, I totally have had 30 years of just laugh, you know, just, did I just smile and laugh about the whole thing? And just like I said, when I can't do that, I quit. I just time to move on. No, that makes sense to me. Uh, yeah. Well, but it's like your job. If you don't like your job, well, it's a long day. Yeah, no kidding. And if you don't like doing, you know, or you don't like your wife, it's a long, it's a long, it's really hard to live with her. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and, and what I'm saying to you is it's like uh, with this, if this isn't for you or, again, we've had guys come in as, and, and, and uh, become members of the inner circle. Uh and resign because they just it wasn't after a while it wasn't their cup of tea or it was too much work for them or it was too much this that whatever and uh yeah there's, there's other guy there's 100 guys in town that would kill you know give their firstborn to be part of this whole thing right. you know in uh, the small group right yeah um well so let me let me talk about phil's predictions really quickly so the so so now again you you have your constitutional right to plead the fifth, okay? Yeah. So yeah. there are rumors that you guys know the prediction ahead of time, so that when you go to the well, ceremony, that, that's that's false. I I I I cut the. I had no. I made I make the I make the call right there. Once he get we get it when I knock on the door, and my, the handler gets them out, or the handlers we have two right now. Mm-hmm get them out and they hold them off for the world to see. Then after that, we set them on a, on a big stump. Okay. okay. And that's when he and I talk back and forth in groundhog geese. And there's two squirrels, squirrels laying there. Mm-hmm. One of the squirrel or scrolls say winter. And the other one says spring. And it's like I said, I tapped either the spring or the winter. And that's, they turn around and, and then read, you know, the proclamation. And that's what's on the scroll in, uh, uh, it's either a spring or or a winter. Now we also say that Phil has never been wrong. It's my interpretation of Phil in Groundhog Eve that I'm the guy that I'm the fall man. Oh, you, you got Yeah, you like the Secret Service. You got to take the bullet when they come. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have to fall on the sword if if, if things go wrong. Sure. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Well, and, and this year, so this year you may you may be on the hook, or given the global warming situation, you may be right on target because you. Well, not you. I'm sorry. The um, Puxatawney Phil predicted an early spring, correct? Correct. Yeah. Now, here's what's crazy. If you look at the history of predictions, and I didn't know this, not the history of predictions in general, but the history of, of yeah. Phil's predictions, yeah. you got 130 years of, of predictions. I think it's 79% of the time it's always been uh, six more weeks winter. of winter. So yeah. so what is yeah. so with this one with the early spring? I mean, you kind of you know he kind of went out on a limb here. W- what do you think? 
Yeah, well, it's just like I said, I went out on a limb, he went out on a limb, and, you know, it's 40 degrees here today, uh, where it should be, I should be skiing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, in the snow. Um, it, 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 there's no snow around us. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's not green grass. Don't get me wrong. It's still brown, but, uh, it's, it's actually, you know, probably about on average about uh, six, eight degrees warmer than it normally is, you know, this time of the year. Mm -hmm. So just like I said, if we don't get any major storm or you don't get anything going up the East coast, uh, or coming in, uh, off the West coast out there, this El Nino, you know, warm on the waters is basically a warm air and, mm-hmm. you know, giving you folks some decent, uh, now we will get more moisture out of it. You're going to get some rain out of it out there as well as we're going to get some more rain out of it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, I don't think we're going to get the extreme cold temperatures, you know, that we've had, uh, in other years. Now I got to tell you, I'm listening to you right now and you sound like you may have a background in meteorology. You sound no, 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 no. I don't have um, my my. Uh, I have a I have a degree in uh, accounting, in business administration, and I'm a retired funeral director. So <laughs> no uh, uh, I look out the window and I'll say, "It looks like uh, it's cold out there. It looks nice today, or do, you know, sure. like, just like you do." But, uh, <laughs> uh, but but no, it's uh, and again, meteorology or uh, you know all that stuff. It's uh, it's sort of an educated guess. So. Uh, uh, but yet, you know, you talk to the, the folks that, uh, uh, you know, some of them are saying, I think I'm on the right track. Some of them said, we'll have to wait. But, but the, the 90% of them will say, well, just wait and see, you know, in another two, three weeks, see after six weeks, see, uh, see if you're right or see if you're wrong. Right. No, that's true. Um, so now what does Phil do the rest of the year? I mean, because it's kind of like Santa Claus, like you mentioned. You know, you got a big day. Yeah, I, I always say that his, his major thing is to eat, sleep, and get his picture taken. Uh, I mean, truly, groundhogs are big-time sleepers anyway. But he does, he stays, he lives in our municipal building and right off of the children's library. So if your wife was coming in with your daughter or son uh, and she wanted to get something in the library, she could take your children in there and they could watch Phil, you know, or see Phil, well, she went over and got a book, checked it out, and then come back over and got them. You know, I mean, uh, uh, but no, he, he he also will do a lot of school appearances. Um, the month before and usually the month after, like Thursday, he did two school appearances. Uh, you know, uh, south south of Punxsutawney, north of Pittsburgh area. Uh, you know, children they're basically K through five uh, classes. Uh, those type of things. Uh, throughout the summer, we do multiple parades. Uh, in two weeks, we're going to um, St. Patrick's Day Parade in Pittsburgh. Uh, and usually we end up as, uh, you know, one of the uh, marshals down there, one of the grand marshals. Year, you know, not, not, year, not year in, year out, but yeah, every four or five years, they have us as the grand marshal, you know, in the parade and, and other little places uh, around and uh, that we get invited to. So, you know, it, 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 when I first started doing this 30 years ago, it was a lot simpler than what it is today. I mean, we do an awful lot more things today than before. It sounds like it. Sounds like you guys are very active. Uh, so, but it's like I said, it's, it's, it's no longer just a, uh, 
five meetings a year type of thing. Uh, you know, do a couple, you know, do a meeting before the picnic, a meeting or two before uh, Groundhog Day, whatever. No, it's, it, it's, you know, we now have an executive director. We have a full-time employee that, uh, uh, you know, she's fielding an awful lot of, well, that's how you basically got a hold of me. Mm-hmm. Was through her, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, no, it's it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And this, like I said, uh, uh, but I think it's it's getting bigger and better for us too. Yeah. Um. So now, you, now you said he feels very active in the community, but he's also, you know, historically he's been very active politically. Um. Does does he still is he still as politically active? I mean, is he taking any stances now like can he predict no, presidential no, he, election he basically or... is, we we basically are non-political um but he but, you know phil has been to the to the white house uh he did go see ronald reagan uh he, he went to visit reagan there i mean he's done you know he'll do uh you know tv shows like uh he actually did i did it with him uh the oprah winfrey show uh i think in eight or in uh what the heck was it? I think in '98 or something like that, '99 somewhere around there. Did the uh, small towns that became famous was the title of the, sh- the program. He's also done uh, when uh, Regis Philbin and Kathy were doing uh, uh, the, the Good Morning America. He uh, or not good or the, the morning show. He uh, he was on that. So that's uh, amazing. Yeah, but as far as the politics, he sort of tries to stay out. He's not a Republican. He's not a Democrat. He's not an independent. He's just a groundhog when it comes to, you know, the politics. And that way, um, that you know, he is, he does honor whoever the commander in chief is. Well, that's 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 his duty as an American. Uh, yeah. So now let's let's talk about something. You know, let's get to some of the shadier aspects of this, Mr. President. Some stuff that I need to you know the answer to. All right. Now, most people may not know this, but Phil's had a little trouble with the law recently. Okay. I want to know how this turned out because I feel like he's being unfairly targeted. So last. Well, he. Well, I, we feel the same way too. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, no, that's all right. Let me give you some examples. So, and you know these. I'm sure you're very familiar with them. But last year, I believe, um, the Merrimack County Police Department in New Hampshire put out a warrant for Phil's arrest because I believe that he didn't predict accurately. This He said six more weeks of winter, but he didn't predict the amount of snow, which I don't think is in his um, job description. But what happened to there? Did they come after him? Did they try to extradite him? You know, that's across state lines, they sir. Came, yeah, they came and, you know, they uh, wanted to extradite him back uh uh, it, it never happened, and uh, when it was all said and done, they dropped all charges, uh, gave Phil an apology. Uh, we also got uh, something from a district attorney uh, out in the uh, Warren, Ohio area. Uh, he just jokingly told his uh, secretary that we needed to uh, indict Phil for inaccuracy and this and that, whatever, because he said it was more than six weeks of winter and winter wouldn't stop. And uh, that actually got picked up by the news media at the time. But again, if it's a not, if it's a not a real active news day, those type of things get picked up, you know, and, they, and somebody runs with it. And they did on this. And uh, this guy actually came to Punxsutawney, this 
district attorney and basically apologized to Phil for trying to indict him and arrest him uh, and said that uh, whatever and that uh, and we accepted his apology. Well, that's good. Uh, don't hide this man's name. His name's Attorney Michael Mosner, right? Right from from Ohio. Yeah, like Michael M- uh, Mosier. Mosier. Or Mo- uh, Mo- yeah, Mo- yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he called the offense an unclassified felony, felony against the peace and dignity of the state of Ohio. Now, here's what I have to say to District Attorney Mosner. Mosner is that what about Buckeye Chuck, sir? That's the point I was trying to make earlier. They have their own predicting groundhog who had a similar prediction. Why are they coming after Puxatawney Phil and not looking in their okay, own backyard? Okay, I agree with you 100%. But but again, it's who do they respect? Mm-hmm. Who do they, you know, who who is number one? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and again, are these other folks just imposters or imitators or whatever? And, and again, see, that's why I always come back to anybody else. You know, what happened to Columbia Pictures? Why didn't they go to Buckeye Chuck? Why didn't they go to... Dunkirk Dave, exactly. why didn't they go to General to uh, General Lee? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, they came to Pakistani, and uh, again, that just gives us that more, much more credibility. The same way with uh, this district attorney Mosier, uh, that um, uh, you didn't have to leave your state; you could have stayed right there. Why did you? Why did you have to cross the border into Pennsylvania you know, to do these things? And uh, uh, again, that just gives us that much more credibility. Well, not only that, it gave you guys exposure, and I think he should be voted out of office for not promoting his own person. Um, and you guys, so you have a big, you have a big target on your back. And if I understand this, <laughs> not if I understand this correctly, you, as you predicted earlier, you had to take the fall for this because you claim that you misheard um, what Phil said. Now, is that true, or did you just try to put this thing away so that no one had to go Again, to jail? Again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protect. I'm going to protect Phil to the end. You know what I'm saying? I do. As you referred to before, uh, you know, the Secret Service are going to take a bullet for somebody. So uh, I'll take the bullet. I'll take the. Uh, uh, I'll take the heat, uh, and we're going to try to have fun with the heat. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and uh, it, and it, it along with the the heat and, and everything goes along with it, it's also mentioning Punxsutawney. It's also mentioning Punxsutawney Phil doing whatever. So it's keeping us on the map. It's keeping us out there uh, in front of people. It's keeping uh, uh, keeping the ward alive. Well, so now let's get to the other shady aspect of this, which is the inner circle, which sounds very ominous. I have to give you that. So now is this... Yeah. Obviously, this isn't a secret society, but is this a society no, with no, secrets? No, we're not. No, 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 no. It's it's that it's it's a group of fifteen people, as I told you before. Mm-hmm. Basically, live in the area. Ninety nine percent of them are businessmen, or the the group of fifteen. Um, and again, we're there just to perpetuate the the myth and the uh, of Pakistani uh, Phil and keep the everything going and to have fun with it at the same time and promote our community. Now you mentioned there's only 15 slots in a president. How do you get one of those positions? Uh, if you're in it for life, uh, unless you leave the area, uh, or ask for an emeritus status, <laughs> yeah. um, or die, then we would, you know, then, then we would elect, we elect with, within, uh, so far it's been all male. Uh, we have had 
I don't know, I'd say the last five or six ballots we had, we had women on. Uh, the, we took in a, a new individual here, oh, I would say around December. Uh, if we had an individual who resigned or uh, took an emeritus, uh, he just said it's, it's getting too much for him. You know, I'm saying the uh, age factor there and whatever, mm-hmm. and took in a new member. And it was between the individual we took in and the lady, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and either this, like I, I told the guys there, I said, you can flip a coin and either way it went, it'd be fine with me. I mean, I think it's, both in, both people are into, great individuals, and they both would be great promoters. So, do you you vote them in then, new members? Yeah, we we vote within within ourselves. We are we vote who we wish in. It's not a uh, you know a, a a town vote, or it's not a uh, you know an election within within the uh, school district or anything like that. No, we 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 vote within. And then the other thing is you have, uh, oh, it's pretty out of, well, say, say there's one opening. I think we, you, you have to get at least 10, 10 votes or 11 votes, you know, we have in our bylaws. So it's, it's, it's not, it's just about unanimous, you know, minus two or something like that. So, uh, wow. yeah, we're not, we're going to, it's not, it's not going to be a, uh, six, eight vote, hmm. you know, that somebody gets in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh. Wow, that's so. That's incredible. Can anyone read these bylaws, or are they kept secret? Yeah, no, no. The bylaws are public information. Mm-hmm. I may, yeah, we. Let uh, me post a copy. We of have. What's that? I, said, I may post a copy of the bylaws so people can see. There you go. There you go. Ask ask the caller uh, caller office, and Katie will produce a copy of it for oh, you. Well. you know, recently. Yeah. I want to maintain yeah. transparency. Uh, so now, how did you get to be president? Same thing. You get voted in president. This seems highly political. I got yeah, I got voted in. It was and it was a combination. It's not that I'm any anybody important. Uh, uh, I sort of got it. I think I was sort of the last man standing. You know what I mean? Whatever the, the, the it would take it, and uh, <laughs> uh, it, you know, but but just like I said, I I have enjoyed it. It's been fun. Uh, I've always been part of the executive committee because of, um, you know, being there so many years and part of as a handler for 16 years, took care of Phil for uh, 16 years. So again, I was part of the, uh, the inner workings, you know, of what was happening within the club pretty, pretty, pretty close. Um, and you guys are well-dressed too. Top hats, tuxedos. You guys look great. No, we do that just out of respect to Phil and, uh, you know, out of respect for our community and what we're all about. So last question. Why 16 people and how do you get your nicknames? Because everyone seems to have a different nickname. No, it's actually it's, it's 15, 15, including me. Oh, it is. I thought it was. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, 15, yeah, 15, 15 and me. Okay. And we have the, if you look at our, our uh, names, they're all... Um, Sort of weather related, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his or Phil related. You know, there is one like his protector mm-hmm. to uh, Rainmaker, There's the Ice Man, uh, the new man, the new, the Ice Man. Yeah, uh, the new guy we took in is the guy's name was Pat Osakovich. Mm-hmm. So you take a foolish name like that, what can you pull with it? Oh, so we. I, I thought to myself, what am I going to come up with for this guy? Whatever. And I, I one day I seen him and I said, Hey, Pat. 
can you live with ozone? And I call them ozone O. Yeah, we always call them O. You know what I mean? Because yeah. who could pronounce Hasakovich? Right. You know what I mean? Whatever. And, and it's, again, I, if, you, if I referred to somebody in town and said, hey, Pat O, they would know who Pat, Pat Osakovich. Right. Probably more is Pat O than Pat Osakovich. So, uh, yeah, so we, I call them ozone O. So, uh, and there's also the Thunder Conductor, um, which is a great one. Yeah, Thunder Conductor. You know what I'm saying? And again, the guy was very loud and very boisterous, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the windmaker, uh, yeah. Well, I, would, I will tell you, just as a heads up, on your website, um, Pat Ozakovich does not have his nickname there, so you guys should rectify that immediately. Yeah. Right, right, right. That was the, you, yeah, I don't know why it isn't, but that's, yeah. Easy to fix. Um, well, yeah, easy to fix. Well, Mr. President, where can people find more information about your club? I'm going to become a member today. As a matter of fact, I want to be part of the Groundhog Club. Other people can do that. How can they get in touch with you guys? If you just do the www.punchtownyfield.org, uh, go on your computer, look that up. It'll walk you through how to be a member. I think a member a membership is, oh, I think it's ten dollars. So it's not going to break you annually. Um, you could actually out there where you're at, if you wanted to, you could start a chapter and instead of, you know, you could meet and have your own little group and, uh, have your own little party and we'll send you some of our, our stuff, uh, uh, to get you going and a little banner to hang on the wall saying that you are a, uh, chapter and a member of the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club. Uh, but you could do it all through our executive director there at the, uh, at the uh, That's awesome. I may consider starting my own chapter here. That's a great idea. Yeah, it's like I said, it's fun. Uh, there is a little dues structure that's very uh, inexpensive. Uh, we and along with that, you'll get a newsletter uh, from from we call it uh, uh, Groundhog Ease. Uh, once or twice a year, it'll tell you what's going on. Usually we always put one out uh, in January, what's going to happen for Groundhog Day, Who, who's coming, who's going to be our speaker at our banquet, you know, just as a little news uh, uh, letter and things like that. That sounds great. I'm going to put up all this stuff on the website. Well, President Bill Dealey, I want to thank you for spending so much time talking to me about what I think is the greatest American holiday um, in the world. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Uh, And I want to thank everyone for listening to this, and I hope you've been educated as much as I have. Have a good night.